Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Why, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. I'm your main bitch, Kim, and you know what? The term bitch, I've learned a lot about from the newest, yes, the ex-housewives have arrived, honey, at the Bluestone Manor, Dorinda Medley. Oh my gosh. Watch the first two episodes on Peacock. Uh, by the way, Yins, guys, it's out. Go get it now and watch it. There are three episodes up. I've only watched two. I will watch the other one later on tonight after the Southern Charm premiere, honey, which I'm excited about too. But you learn a lot about the term bitch from good old Brandy Glanville. And I cannot wait to talk about that bitch, okay? Oh my gosh. So real quick, my analysis, analysis from uh, Beverly Hills in Dubai. Uh, did I mention to y'all, Yin's guys, that I'm obsessed with Chanel Ion? Yes, I think I have. And guess what? I'm still obsessed with her. That date that she had with her husband just walking around eating ice cream. Oh my God, that was so cute. I'm obsessed. Beverly Hills, very interesting. Erica is lit. How many times did we have to hear her say, oh my God, I'm so lit. Honey, we get it. You were lit. You've been waiting to do this kind of shit literally for 20 plus years because you couldn't do it while you were with Tom Girardi. Now you're letting loose. I feel like this is the real Erica Jane and uh, I feel like this is really who you are and we're finally seeing it. And I have to say, Kudos to you. I appreciate that and I respect you for it. I still think there's some shit going on with the Tom Gerard. Like it's it's odd. It's odd. And I'm quite frankly afraid of her. So I'm not going to say much more. But uh, that will resolve, I'm assuming, maybe in the next 30 years. Who knows? Yeah, so Dubai was really good. Uh, let me see here. Caroline Sanbury, again, she... Oh, She's giving me kind of Brandy Glanville vibes, just a little bit. I mean, she likes to just start shit. She started that shit at the dinner with Lisa when Lisa was just like, hey, why weren't you at my fashion show? Like, I thought you were my friend. I know you didn't want to go because Ion was there, but what the fuck, bitch? <sighs> Anyways, those episodes next week will be great. I am here for it. But really, today, I'm here for my East Coast bitches or honorary East Coast bitches, okay? We are all at Bluestone Manor, people. Oh, my God. Driving up to Bluestone. I mean, literally, Dorinda always wants to make it nice, and she does in a nice manner, and then she goes batshit crazy, and that's literally why we love her. So you see all the women that are non-Rony members, except for Jill, because she comes, she tries to relive this scary island moment, which doesn't really hit when she arrives, which it kind of didn't really at Scary Island because the girls were like, what the fuck are you doing here? It was kind of like that moment, but at least the first time at Scary Island, it was more entertaining. So the ladies are driving up Bluestone Manor. You got all of the California girls together. Vicky, Tamara from the OC, Taylor from Beverly Hills. Oh, sorry, my bad. Brandy Glanville from California as well uh, and Beverly Hills. She is in her own separate car, probably because no one wanted to ride with her. Just saying. And then you have our Atlanta chicks, Eva and Phaedra, in another car. So they're all traveling together. 
Vicky already going up the driveway and she's like, uh, why would I, why would anyone want to live out here? Like, like, where do you go shopping? Uh, where's home goods? First of all, Vicky, thank you. I adore home goods as much as you do. So when I heard her say that and I'm like, yes, Vicky Gumvelson shops at fucking home goods, just like Cameron from Southern Charm and Chelsea. I fucking love home goods. Who doesn't love home goods? I love home goods. So as the ladies are entering Bluestone Manor, Tamara and Vicky are ridiculous, and I'm so happy that they were together. Also, too, real quick, I think this cast, this should have been the very first season of Ultimate Girls Trip. I know they call it Ex-Wives Club because literally all of them are not on The Real Housewives anymore, but I think this would have hit better Then, I mean, I didn't even watch all of season one of Ultimate Girls Trip because I got so fucking bored. I thought it was totally miscast. I didn't know why Melissa Gorga was there. Cynthia kind of didn't make sense to me either. It was just an odd Luann too. It was an odd ball casting. And I think they should have done this one first because I'd be more hyped up about it. But you know what? They are redeeming themselves because this cast is amazing. So I just want to go off on a limb there and let you guys know about it because this cast is the shit. So as they're entering, going up the driveway, Vicky and <laughs> Vicky and Tamara were saying, oh, my gosh, this house is so scary. It's like it's looking like what are those things on on those buildings? Gra- graggles or gargoyles? Honey, yin's ladies, it's gargoyles. So I thought that was a, a fun little thing that was innocent. And uh, I feel like it was literally true and they weren't doing it just for the camera. So. Thank you, ladies. Graggles, gorgiles. Ah, we should hashtag that shit. So Dorinda is getting set up for the ladies' arrival. Of course, she has some rules in the house, right? She's trying to get it all together. First two rules that I see in the past two episodes. One, no shoes in the house. Obviously, we know that rule is broken. And also, no food in the house. We also know, per Brandy and Tamara, I believe, or Vicky, they break those freaking rules. So I also feel we see that Eva's like, ooh, weed is legal in Massachusetts. I'm ready for that shit. I'm excited. Atlanta, Georgia, where are you at? Let's do it. In my mind, I'm thinking, I don't know if Dorinda would really be cool with Eva doing her weed in the house. I'm not really sure. I haven't seen a problem with it, but we've also not seen Eva do that. So I'm wondering if Dorinda will be cool with it or not. So that's something that I'm looking forward to with the next uh, couple episodes or for the rest of the season. So as the ladies of California minus Brandy arrive, Vicky... All of a sudden, you know, because she just whoops it up out of her mouth. She's like, well, wh- wh- why Why do you live so far away? Like, what is there to do here? And I, I want to whoop it up, Dorinda. Like, what is going on? So that's crazy. Dorinda's kind of like taken aback by like, what? what? You just got here. Like, what the hell? And then we also find out the day before that they got to Bluestone Manor is the time that we all found out, or at least... Vicky found out that Steve broke up with her ass, Steve Lodge. We all remember her. He's like a cradle robber now because like he's with some woman like 20 or 30 years younger than him. Ew, gross, not even, okay? And that girl, whoever's with him, honey, she's not a Tom Girardi. (laughs) I said she. He's not a Tom Girardi, okay? He's not, uh, what's another housewife that married? And I can't even remember at the moment, but 
he doesn't have a lot of money. So if you were marrying for money, honey, get out, okay? Because he's not the one. So the women are briefly talking about the breakup with Steve. Vicky, you see, is a little uncomfortable, but that's okay. And then <laughs> she said something about, um, I guess Dorinda was like, well, how's your sex life? And she's like, oh, well, we haven't had sex for 13 months and da-da-da, something about a weenie. And then Dorinda's like, that's your first problem. She says in her confessional, she's like, yeah, I'm going to be in there. It's like Vicky's in there. Oh, no, no, no. Steve Lodge is in there and he's about to like whip out his dick. But this is how he says it. Oh, I can't wait to take out my massive weenie. Because Vicky refers to the dick as weenie. So... Dorinda thinks that might be part of the problem of why they aren't together anymore. But guess what? Ding, ding. Brandy arrives. Holy shit. Here's the Ramona coaster or the Brandy coaster, as I'd like to say, because she is literally the dirty Ramona. And there's a reason why I say that, because even Dorinda says that Brandy is a roller coaster by the end of episode two. And as Brandy arrives... The girls look a little taken aback with her as far as like, oh man, I don't want to have to deal with her. Taylor especially, and we all know why, back in the day. But even Tamara says in her confessional, she's like, you know what? I'm scared of Brandy, and I feel like I've met my match. And honestly, I'm surprised by that because Tamara is a tough-ass little bitch. Like, she really is. So I was completely shocked when she said that. And in my mind, I was like, Tamara, you can take on this bitch. Like, you got her. And I support you. And we all know that I'm not the hugest, the biggest. Uh, is hugest the word? No. I'm not a huge. That was so stupid, Kim. Like, what the fuck is wrong? I am not a huge Tamara fan. But I will back her ass up if she were to go after Brandy. Just saying. So as Dorinda is leading the women, the California women, to their rooms, the girls see that she gifted them with so many different things. Cupcakes, for example. And you open up the cupcakes, and depending on which room you were in, particularly this room was Vicky's, Vicky's like, oh my god, it's a cupcake with my face on it. Like, that's amazing. And Tamara's like, oh my god, I got that too. And then Vicky's like, yeah, you should eat mine and I should eat yours. Like, we should do that. And then you hear Tamara say this, like, side mark. And she's like, uh, that's kind of weird. That's very Brandy and Denise. Oh, my gosh. Hashtag truth. And by the way, whenever Lisa Rinna, this is going back to Beverly Hills the other day, when she mentions that she reached out to Denise, uh, hello, Denise texted Garcelle in the freaking confessional saying, when did she contact me? Rinna, why are you lying? Which, by the way, I feel like Rinna and Lisa Vanderpump should be cast at the next Ultimate Girls trip. I think that would be great. Kyle was already cast, so she can't do it again. But Rinna and LVP, I sign off on. It's great. So Brandy comes in and she's talking to Dorinda about, oh, I saw, I looked up everyone's sign online and I see that Phaedra and Eva are Scorpios, so we're going to get along so well. I don't really know what that means. I'm a fucking, what am I? I'm a Pisces and I know that that means I'm emotional, but whatever. I feel like a lot of people are. So moving on with that. As soon as Eva and Phaedra get here, Eva freaks when she meets Vicky. She is like all up her boobs and her ass and everything. She loves Vicky. She's like, oh my God, I've watched you. You are the OG, OC, OG of housewives, really. I'm obsessed with you. And then you see Vicky in her uh, confessional. Uh, I don't know who this is. Like, who is this? 
That's hilarious. That's very Vicky. And I was here for it. Hello. And then I love to see. I was so anticipating. I was like, who is Dorinda going to give the fish room to? I mean, Luann wasn't there. But baby, our Southern Belle Phaedra, which we all know that I'm obsessed with her too. I don't think as much as I am because she really is the shit. She's like my number one, I think, of like Housewives playing right now. I just love her. But Phaedra gets the fish room. And you know what? She is very excited about it, which I would be too. It's like a history landmark at this point in the Housewives history. Then Dorinda takes Eva and Phaedra to the backyard to show her, to show the ladies this tree with shit and flowers or something hanging on it. And she's like, oh, this is the memorial and it's for Richard and da 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 And then you have Phaedra in her confessional and she's like, who the hell is Richard? And I was like, ah, so she never watched Roni okay or at least she wasn't a diehard Roni fan like I am now moving on from there lunch is served lunch is served at the Bluestone Manor everyone's talking about the housewife show and how they're not a part of it seems like Tamara is still a little salty that she got fired because I guess let's face it they were all fired however If you ask Dorinda, she says, no, Andy called me and said, we're going to put you on pause for a year. And all the other women are like, um, I think pause is a nice way to say that you're fired and maybe you're just in denial and uh, you were fired, bitch, like you were fired, honey. I really hope that Andy did say that you're on pause because Dorinda is a staple to the franchise, just like Bethany. But uh, Bethany doesn't need the show. I don't think Dorinda does either. I just think that she really, really enjoys it. And yeah, I know that Jill Zarin does. And whenever she gets there, oh, my God, it's like she's trying to be in charge again. It was exhausting. And she was only on for like, what, a half an hour of that episode, too? Holy shit. So when the ladies were sitting there, I guess it was before Dorinda actually came down with Phaedra and Eva and Vicky was like well I'm hungry like I don't want to wait for them let's go and then Brandy's like well you know what I see that we're not going to get along and then I was just like oh my god all of a sudden two rear 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 cat fights right there Vicky Brandy Brandy's literally going to be against everyone it's just her nature and I think she gets high off of it and I think that's literally where she climaxes like I don't even know it's crazy so eventually when everyone is all together Brandy says in front of the ladies like Taylor I really just I want to have a private conversation with you because I feel like we just haven't seen each other and Taylor's like yeah bitch I didn't talk to you since the show like there's a reason for it so it was weird because Brandy was saying to the girls like it was hard for her to come on her first season at Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because she seemed or she felt that all of the women were basically ganging up on her and they were against her, which maybe they were because you were doing stupid shit. And maybe that's why you felt that way, because sometimes the truth hurts. And then we get to the whole conversation of Vicky and Steve being broken up. And then Brandy just casually asks, she's like, yeah, well, you ladies, have have you ever been to a naked party? Like, maybe we should do that. And everyone's like, oh, oh my God. Oh. But then you see Phaedra in her confessional. She's like, I don't think I'd mind that. And I was like, yes, Phaedra, this is you. We love you. You're the best. So then 
Brandy also admits that she is into women, which is cool, awesome, but all of the women seem to be surprised. Not into it, Vicky especially, because we've seen her talk about that with Bronwyn or Boringwyn, if we remember. Wonder what she's doing. I don't really care. Now, the only one that isn't surprised is Tamara. And let's just be real. I'm pretty sure Tamara's dipped in the Lady Pond too, which no big deal. Who cares? So moving on from that, Eva and Brandy are then talking outside. They go out and they have like this moment. And then Brandy says that Vicky is so exhausting already. Like she's saying all this shit. Like I can't deal with it. But Eva, she didn't really give a shit because she's like, you know what? Vicky, I love her. She's my OG. I love her. I'm obsessed with her. She can't do any wrong, basically. I really do find it really cute that Eva's starstruck with Vicky. And let's just be real. Eva was on TV, I'm pretty sure, before Vicky was. So Vicky should be starstruck by Eva, not the other way around. But I do find it really heartwarming to see that. I thought that was, it's a really, really cute moment. Eva's basically obsessed with Vicky the way that I am with Ion. <laughs> and then Dorinda's in her bed. God damn it, does she nap a lot? I don't know if that's super normal. Is it normal for someone to just take a nap every single day? Like, I don't think so. There's too much shit to do in the world, and I, I'm confused by that. But she's been doing that ever since I've seen her on the show. But she was admitting, she's like, you know, my bed is like the United Nations. Anyone could come in, voice their feelings, and it is a safe space. So Dorinda's bed is the United Nations. So anyone here right now who's listening, if you guys have something to say and you want to get your feelings out, go to Bluestone Manor, knock on the door, and just get in Dorinda's bed. There we go. And then we eventually see that Brandy and Tamara are kind of talking. They're talking about that little tiff that they had online. Brandy's claiming that Tamara said, uh, that Brandy was unstable. And she's like, no, I was talking about Kelly Dodd and I never said that you were unstable. And then Tamara was like, well, you called me a sociopath. And blah, 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 blah. Eventually, what do they do? They squash the beef. Yay. They're best friends. Yay. And then what time is it? It is time for clam bake. And all of the women, except for Dorinda, are like, what the fuck is a clam bake? Okay, we don't even know. Honey, that is some New England shit. You got to be on it. Okay, you're going to chuck oysters. You're going to get lobster. Yes, yes, yes. So dinner's about to begin. And Brandy takes Taylor to the side to mend shit from forever ago, from many, many moons. Ten plus years, I would think. And she says, you know, this is Brandy to Taylor. She's like, you know, that year was the worst year of my life. That first season of the show. I come on and I was going through a divorce. And then Taylor's like, yeah, but my husband died and I was an abusive. I was in an abusive relationship. And she's like, yes, that was the worst year for me. A uh, husband divorced your husband. Di and I'm like, what, bitch? How You're making this about you? Like my husband Taylor saying, like, my husband committed suicide and he beat the shit out of me. Like, what the fuck are you? Like, who are you? I don't understand this. This is crazy. Taylor, I was on your side because it was kind of weird. And then they brought that to the dinner table and all of the women were like, what is going on? And then Brandy Cannon goes off. You shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. It was great. Loved it. Great TV. This should be put on Bravo as opposed to Peacock because not everyone has Peacock. So Bravo, get your shit together. Put it on the network so everybody can see it. So as that's going on and that kind of dies down a bit, Dorinda is like, oh, we're going to play an icebreaker game. And the first question, which is the only question that we hear, is what are you most 
afraid of or something? What's your biggest insecurity? Dorinda goes first. Of course, she is the hostess with the mostest. She's like, I'm afraid of being irrelevant. Brandy says in her confessional. <laughs> no, no, she doesn't say this in her confessional. She says around the table, she's like, that's because you still want to be a housewife. Then cannons go off with Dorinda. Stop saying that. Don't say that right now. That's not what I said. I'm on pause. I'm on pause. <laughs> and then Brandy talks about it in her confessional. It's great. Remember, she's still on pause. Then the dinner comes out. Seems that all of the women are looking at the lobster and they're like, what the fuck do we do with it? And then Dorinda's like, here, let me show you. All you do is crack it. No one is like into it. Phaedra's like, damn, do you see these nails? I'm not doing that shit. So everyone's watching Dorinda. Brandy's getting turned on by it, which is weird. And then Dorinda feeds a little bit of the lobster to Phaedra's luscious lips, as she says in her confessional. And uh, yeah, there's dinner. And it was lovely. And it was weird. And uh, yeah, it got weird like Austin, Texas. So again, Brandy has to bring up the fucking season with Taylor and how it's the worst thing of her life. And then all the girls say, you know, what the hell? And then the whole shut the fucks up come. And uh, this is crazy. Tamara especially. She's like, this is so fucked up. You're crazy. Like what? I, I don't understand. And then Taylor was like, well, you were getting at me like you thought it was crazy at the reunion saying that I wrote the book so quickly after his death. Like what the hell? And she's like, but it was weird. And then Taylor was like, you know why I did it? I had to get in advance for that book so I could support my child. Like, who are you? I had to support Kennedy. And you're coming at me with this? That's why I had to do the book so early. I needed the advance so I could, like, live and support my family. God, Brandy, you're great for the show, but you're exhausting me. I, I think I would be exhausted to meet you in real life. It would just be so much. It would be... Not too much to handle. It would just be like a waste of my energy and a waste of my oxygen, as Shep would say about Madison and Southern Charm. So, yeah, I don't know. And then we get more shut the fucks up from Brandy. And that was that. Now, we're in episode two. Episode two, Brandy's talking about her pullout couch where Dorinda put her for her room. Wasn't a pullout couch, bitch. It was a handmade couch. So Dorinda says... And I guess they squashed that and now they're cool, whatever. Like Brandy's just exhausting. And then she's going to bed because she's drunk as fuck. And the women see it and she's like, so then Phaedra wants to go check on her because she's drunk as fuck. And she says in her confessional, she's like, you know, I think Brandy's misunderstood. I think the women are just coming after her. And I really do think that she is good and she has good qualities. So Phaedra goes in there and says, you know what? I think you need to stop calling the girls bitches because, you know, you want to be kind. Be a good citizen. <laughs> when she says be a good citizen, I really like that. I thought that was great. Then we go back to the dinner table. Dorinda's talking about sex, the lack of that she's having. And then Eva's like, well, do you sex yourself? And then Dorinda's like, not really. And then she's like getting uncomfortable or whatever. She's kind of pulling a Ramona type of thing. And it was funny. But I'm pretty sure that Dorinda's drunk at this point because when did we ever really see her talk about anything sexual when she was on the show? Like never. Ramona claims that she never was like that, but she totally was because we have the footage. Then Vicky goes to bed early. I'm pretty sure she's pulling a Ramona as well, not wanting to talk about what's going on. And then she leaves. 
And then I think the next day comes or whatever. Actually, no, it's not the next day. So they're still conversing about everything before Vicky goes to bed. And then they're talking about COVID. Then it gets a little political with Dorinda and Vicky. And Phaedra was under the impression that everyone was vaccinated. And Vicky's like, well, I wasn't vaccinated because I have a health issue. I have like the blood clot thing or whatever. And my doctor said no. So Phaedra's a little nervous, like, what the fuck? I was told something different. And then Dorinda, she's drunk, I'm assuming. She's like, you know what? That's disgraceful. You need to believe in the science and put it away from politics. I have so many friends that died from this virus. Like, you need to call. This is wrong. This is wrong. Like, Dorinda goes rogue. She's gone rogue. It's insane. But I love it. And then Vicky's like, I just don't have the same belief as you. No, you're, you're, you have to believe in the science. She's going crazy. It's great. And then there's commercial. So really, the whole dueling divas at this point. Brandy versus Vicky and Taylor and Vicky versus Dorinda. Whew. I did love, though, that Dorinda got all of the women chill pill necklaces. Like, where was Lisa Rinna? Like, Rinna, you need a chill pill necklace, just like you had those big ass pill things that you put on your table. The decorum. Ooh, was it good. Then they're all getting Manny and Petties. It was later on in the day or whatever. And then who comes? Scary Island. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, here's my dog, Bossy. Jill Zarin comes in. It's amazing. Jill Zarin comes in. I love her. But I also get annoyed with her the way that Bethany does because I love Bethany. (laughs) So she wants it to be a huge surprise. Why is Dorinda the only one that's kind of excited? Everyone else is kind of like looking at her. One of them was like, who the fuck is this bitch? Like, I don't know her. Why is she trying to do all this theatrical shit? Because she's Jill and she wants to be the center of attention. We should all know that. Cue in Alex McCord. Please come in. Then after the whole Manny Petties, they go to a sound bath. Everyone's like, what the hell is a sun bath? Or not sun bath. A sound. <laughs> what the hell is a sound bath? Dorinda, again, also seems to be the only one that enjoys it. I honestly feel like a sound bath is another excuse for Dorinda to take a nap. <laughs> I really do. And uh, Vicky is in her confessional. She's like, I don't even know why we're doing this. Like, I need to. This is an hour of my life that I will never get back. Like, I need to go do shit. Like, I have to I have to get my taxes in order. Hello. I need to call my business. Like, I need to get shit done. Eventually, the Vicky situation is brought up again. And Dorinda feels like there has to be something more of how the relationship ended with Steve and Vicky because we found out and she even told um, the girls that she bought a place in Mexico and Steve was living there majority of the time and she would go back and forth, back and forth. Dorinda was like putting up her flags, her like her, uh, what is it, Sherlock Holmes glasses, let's say. And she was like, uh, are you sure he wasn't shacking up with someone there? And she's like, no, I don't think so. We all know that Vicky is like a sucker for love and she just wants her happy ending, kind of like Teresa Judice. And I think they're both blinded by signs that are huge to the rest of the world and they're so in denial and they don't want to deal with it. At least with Dorinda, I feel like she can see the signs. But whenever a relationship, I mean, really, this is just Richard, like she was in denial with his death forever. However, I'm going to be supportive of that because that is a completely different situation and I am definitely empathetic toward her experience. I have never experienced that 
I hope I never have to. And I hope other people don't have to either. But I know that's not the reality. But yeah, I do feel like it's a little different, but I can kind of see there's a little denial on all parties in different ways. Then you have Taylor and Eva. They have a little moment together. They're talking about their past toxic, abusive relationships. And Taylor said that she was sad that she didn't get out of it earlier because her daughter, Kennedy, knew a lot more at the time than Taylor even realized. And I think Taylor said that she asked her daughter when she was like five. She's like, oh, do you miss your daddy? And she's like, no. And then she's like, well, I do sometimes. And then her daughter was like, why would you miss someone who would yell at you all the time? So Kennedy didn't know that there was a lot of shit going on that wasn't healthy. So Eva also said the same thing and how hard it is just to kind of leave a relationship like that. But both of them did go and leave and they came out of that dark space to a brighter side, which is fabulous. Then the episode ends at Spirit Night at Ventford Hall. There is a coffee reader. The coffee reader that was there, I don't know, seasons ago with Dorinda, whenever they were talking about the Richard balloon. So Dorinda invites her back. All of the ladies gather around the table. And of course, who doesn't shut up? Brandy Glenville! But Eva says in her confessional, I think the ladies literally have a target on her. Like, I was talking too. No one's yelling at me. I'm confused. So you have... Phaedra and Eva, they're brandy riders, not rider dyers, but they're cool with brandy. They think that she's misunderstood, and that's that. All the other girls are like, fuck brandy, I hate you. So we'll see what happens with the relationships and how they form and or break. But you also see in the past two episodes that brandy is just a constant apologizer, like Ramona. She has a lot of the same qualities as Ramona. Her fucking moods are like off the roof. She's like spiraling in and out of control. She apologizes all the time. And I don't even think she just knows what she's apologizing for. In her mind, she's like, I think the etiquette is for me to apologize. If someone's upset with me, I need to apologize. But I don't really know what for. That's how I think she does the whole apology tour. So like I said, Brandy's like Ramona, just more sexual. And then we get to the point where they're all at dinner after the coffee reader is done with. And I guess Brandy looks at the waiter and says, oh, the waitress, is she a lesbian? No, she's not. Actually, we find out that the waiter is married to the waitress. So everyone's like, what? Who the fuck are you? Like, that's messed up. Like, why would you even say that? You're so rude. Blah, 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 blah. And then Phaedra's like, well, how do you know what a lesbian looks like? This is actually funny. And I don't understand where she got this information from and like how she's such a lesbian reader, let's say. Like, that's fucking weird. She's like, I knew that she was a lesbian because of her eyebrows, the way that her eyebrows are. What the fuck does that mean? Like, do I have lesbian eyebrows? Like, I don't know. Can you put a picture of it on your social media so we can understand what the hell you're talking about? Brandy. I can't with you. But again, I'm happier on the show because I can talk about you and be so frustrated, but entertained at the same time. (laughs) And then you have Taylor in her confessional after this whole eyebrow lesbian thing. She's like, yeah, Brandy would know because she's a part-time lesbian. Okay. (sighs) 
Oh my gosh, seriously, it's crazy. And then eventually, Taylor, she just flips the fuck out. You know why? Because Brandy poked the bear. Even though when they talked about this whole situation, it was the other way around. Taylor said that I poked you as a bear. And I'm like, no, 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 honey. Taylor, you're the bear. And Brandy was poking you. And then you just, you got off the Winnie the Pooh trip and you were just like, (sighs) and you went after her and like, you don't want to poke Taylor because she will flip the fuck out. And she did. And I love that she did that at the end of episode two. As I said, season, or not season three, episode three is going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely should have had this first ultimate girls trip before the Turks and Caicos thing because that was boring but this one is entertaining as hell I'm so excited I can't wait till they do another one and they invite hello hello Potomac you need to invite Potomac chicks I know the first one the filming was going on I don't know if it was going on I think it is but anyways invite the Potomac bitches because I love them Yins guys you gotta watch Ultimate Girls Trip ex-wives club it's fucking phenomenal. And with that, I hope you guys enjoyed this little synopsis of episode one and two. And it's going to be off the hook. I'm so excited for the rest of the season. Meanwhile, follow your bitch, that's me, on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer, Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R, and follow us at Believe Network and at Believe Lifestyle. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and I will catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.